This is Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast hosted by Maggie Levitt. Welcome to Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast, a podcast that goes through Taylor Swift's entire musical catalog chronologically. We are about halfway through season two and still discussing Taylor Swift's second album and first re-release, Fearless. Today, we'll be discussing four tracks, including two tracks from the Platinum Edition. But before we get to that, I need to welcome back to very special Starbucks lovers. Joining me today is Arzu Men from Space Waffles. Hello. And Candace Kaw, the geeky waffle herself. Hey. Thank you both so much for coming back. Since you're both old friends of the show, I don't feel like I need to reintroduce you to the listeners again since it's only been a month since we had our little bonus episode to talk about all of the Taylor Swift news that happened. An interlude. An interlude, exactly. Our episode 13, that was not an episode of talking about music, but talking about the crazy amount of Taylor Swift news that happened last month. This month, not as much news, but still plenty to what our appetites for what's to come. Taylor Swift shared a TikTok, which is like always big news because she like is either really active on TikTok or like there's just months of like silence and that silence is deafening. But she shared a TikTok and it was like funny because it was like backstage at a Haim concert and she was wearing their uh, concert outfit, which is like black leather. It's a lot. Just... <laughs> it's people spiraling if you haven't looked it up do look it up it's quite the experience and it's just a funny tiktok and like fans obviously went crazy over it so i would assume that she went to the Haim concert that just happened uh, a week and a half ago two weeks ago and she's still over in london living her best life there was some pictures spotted spotting her and joe in a park like right before the big heat wave hit and they look like totally normal like they look like a happy little British couple out for a stroll like it made me really happy I I want want what they have (laughs) like I just and it was like so funny to look at the pictures too because the people around them generally don't seem to recognize they're like sitting at a table next to Taylor Swift (laughs) or they're all secretly going be cool be cool (laughs) just like secretly getting the phone out and just like yawning (laughs) <laughs> they look so casual. They're just sitting there on their phones. Meanwhile, they're texting everybody they know going, I'm sitting next to Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh. But it made me think about her song about like the person in the late country being like, oh, you remind me of that American singer, but not like realizing it's Taylor Swift. Because they really do just look like a very beautiful, very blonde British couple. <laughs> Taylor has very British proportions to her face. Like that I think she blends in so naturally there. And like, Joe's not like, he's not Tom Hiddleston. He's not like a recognizable face. Like they're not going to be followed everywhere based off of his looks or something. And I just, I think it's so fun to see them in their natural habitat as a very real couple. (laughs) Yes. Even though people are like, oh, these are totally planned. Like these are planned photos. I'm like, yes, of course. These totally planned photos taken from like, clearly somebody's cell phone totally terrible like unflattering angle there was not a good angle in those photos i was like these are real they're just a couple out on a saturday stroll leave them be they're real oh so can you imagine like all the time they spend together if they were fake like by now they would have fallen in love if this is a rom-com somebody write that rom-com 
please the way i would love to read a like fake pr relationship setup that ends with the characters falling in love with each other like oh wait i did actually that does actually exist oh okay can you give me the book rack offline it's while we were dating by jasmine guillory it is exactly this is that part of her the princess books or is it another no, one? No, it's the like the wedding date and the proposal, like her whole like Jasmine Guillory's oh. main line. Like every book is from a minor character in a previous one. So this one is a movie star and somebody who works on set and they have great chemistry and they spend the night together and they're like, that was fun. And then they set up a PR relationship with him to make her appear as a more desirable. I can't quite remember what the reasoning was. But it's a PR relationship that turns into a real one. Interesting. Clearly, obviously inspired by Taylor Swift. Obviously. But yeah, that it just made me happy. And I loved Taylor Swift fans are so funny. I say this as a Taylor Swift fan. Like being like, oh, we should respect her privacy. We're not going to look at the photos. But hey, girl, drop where their shoes came from. Those shoes are really cute. Just tell me where they came from. <laughs> like, It's not creepy but, if it's just fashion advice. Exactly. Like we all look. We all see the photos. We all geek out. We just pretend we don't retweet them. It's ethical that way. There's a TV show called The Arrangement, which was on E! And it's about a TV actress who's offered $10 million to marry Hollywood's biggest star. I wonder who it's based on. (laughs) Who's it based on? Something happened in 2005. A guy with like a shady religious background marries a tv Uh, time is meaningless i don't know anymore okay i caught up i'm caught up you got it okay yes i got there in the end (laughs) i knew there was a tv Uh, might be in a really big summer movie right now who knows yeah (laughs) that was a dark version of it but if the joe and taylor thing was like that then it's a rom-com where completely been in love for a while now yeah as we all know fake dating always turns into true love exactly but we all know they're not fake they met at no, the gala she was like i'll go after tom hiddleston get my fix real fast and then move on to my true and steady get her loki fix <laughs> yes and then go home and stalk him on the internet it's fine exactly. no go stalk him on the internet this same night she went home with tom i'm saying the fact that i still like to this day cannot get over the fact that if you go back to that met gala night there is one search on the internet that night for joe alwyn one search i listen i love paper rings it's on my writing playlist but every time i hit that line i remember maggie going if you go back to that night there is one search for joe alwyn and it pulls me out for half a second i have a laugh and then i'm back in it thank you that is my legacy (laughs) but like just the idea of her like going home with tom hiddleston and then be like anyways that was great joe alwyn what was his name oh yes (laughs) oh poor tom tom's like what are you doing she's like oh i'm just imdbing some people answering my mom she texted me it's tree i'm texting her don't mind me she probably was texting tree she's like hey can you give me the number of joe alwyn just as a friend Uh, this is a tangent (laughs) anyway sorry sorry. i don't think anybody's shocked if they've heard us before no this is a very pro hiddle swift very pro i don't like the ship name for toe it's toe i hate that ship name so much yeah it's toe so joe and taylor big pro no it's toe jaylor not an option yeah jaylor i don't i don't know why they it never took i was like 
Or like all Swift or something like that. Yeah. Like literally anything. Swift twin. Oh, that's so gross. There's literally so many good names that it could have been. And that's the one I see consistently. And I'm just like, guys, come on. We're come up with a this. name create, creatively befitting of Taylor Swift. Oh. Come on. Oh, God. I'm upset now. Let's move on to the next point. <laughs> Anyways, ethically sourced music. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, announced today that there are not one, but two Taylor's version tracks on the DC Super Pets movie that is coming out. And Taylor posted about it on TikTok as well and made a joke about it being ethically sourced music, which I just thought was hilarious. Taylor, I'm sorry. I still listen to the other albums on Spotify. Don't kill me. But yeah, so we will be looking forward to listening to Bad Blood, Taylor's version, and Message in a Bottle, Taylor's version. And I know I said in the last episode, I'm trying to get away from having theories because it's been a lot of theories that go nowhere. You're about to do another one. But I'm about to do it anyways. Because what is Taylor Swift, if not clues persevering a lot of people have been theorizing that bad blood was going to potentially be another music video or another large collab because that was a cultural touchstone when the bad blood music video came out and i don't know i feel like the fact this is coming out blends towards that or if people's theories about bad blood having something to do with it coming out soon was because of dc super pets i don't know which if it's the egg or the chicken here but i definitely feel like something is coming I've been feeling like something's been coming for a while now, but we did just have the two-year anniversary of Folklore, and I'm still waiting for the third of that trilogy, and I will evermore be waiting for it. <laughs> but yeah, so do either of you have theories? <laughs> or no, not me? anymore. <laughs> I'm just a perpetual clown waiting That's... for things that never come. I know. It's terrible. It's this is the life that we've been cursed with as Swifties. We're just always angling for a clue. I just, I need a night. She hasn't done 1989 Taylor's version. I need a 1989 Taylor's version because I'm listening to it a lot lately and feeling guilty about it. So if she could do that so I could stop feeling guilty. I have a question. If I bought those albums already and they're like through my iTunes, they're not getting money from that. No. Are they? No, not if you bought them. But like- So like up to like, I think speak now I'm okay. And then I started getting streaming. So Mm. like 1989 is all on streaming. Yeah. So I have the CDs, but I don't have a CD ripper because you know how laptops decide they don't want to have CD ROM things anymore. Can't even put it on my computer. It's a real like catch 22. That was a bad. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22 joke. But yeah, <laughs> it's an issue. I feel like a lot of Swifties have just come to terms with the fact that we like our Spotify playlists and that's not going to change. And we would all totally change our playlists to a like the, version. The second that she releases the re-records for stuff that I have on my playlist, they're getting swapped out. I just need She them. just needs to release like, it first. Exactly. Like I can't not listen to Reputation. Like that is my go-to when I'm in a mood. So it's like the sooner she gets that album out, the better. I'm asking for me and me personally. I need reputation. Candace, what's yeah, the one you Taylor need her to do? Blank Space. Mm. So 19, 19, the 1989 album. Yeah, Blank Space. I can listen to that on repeat over and over again. Yeah. So freaking good. So since we have two requests for the 1989 album, I'll give that one to Candace. And I will also request a re-release of the Lover album for the same reason. 
Yes. Oh my God. I love just Lover. Addicted to the Lover album. So I need both of those. Please. Lover, Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer, I find out, is a great song to work out to you. Oh. Cruel Summer is a great song. I like never really put it on my like workout mix, but I was getting tired of my playlist at the gym. And I was like, oh, what do I have? I like, downloaded because I didn't want to use it in my cellular. And I was like, I have Cruel Summer because it's summertime. And I have like August and all this like other summer related Taylor stuff. Soon mm-hmm. I will put on red back on the yes back where it belongs. But pair getaway car with Cruel Summer. It's perfect. Yes. Like it's so good. Getaway car right into Cruel Summer. It's I'm confident it's about the same situation when you listen mm. to cruel summer right after getaway car you're like eh, how interesting it's eye-opening but none of these songs are the songs we're talking about today <laughs> no <laughs> even though i cannot wait to get to those albums so that we can talk about those because as much as i love fearless there are definitely tracks on speak now and 1989 that just like i have so much more like emotional attachment to but we are talking about some really good tracks from Fearless today. And you are going to feel like you are having a little bit of deja vu when I mentioned this first track that we're talking about very briefly. And then we're going to get into the three main tracks of today's episode. But even though we've already talked about Teardrops on My Guitar during the debut album era, I wanted to include it in today's episode because it was the single, obviously, for Taylor Swift. But it was also included in the non-US edition of Fearless when it was put out globally. And then she also performed this track on her first headlining tour for Fearless. So I thought it was interesting. This song kind of carried on into both eras. This is a song that really broke her out. This is her first single, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the this song is the first that made song. me aware of her. Yeah, me too. I heard the pop version mm-hmm. on the radio because back in the day, I was listening to the radio then. <laughs> and yes. yeah. And I do think it's probably one of her most recognizable tracks still to this day, not just of that era, but in general, like I, I see people make jokes about like teardrops on my guitar all the time. Like it's become part of the cultural zygote, so to speak, like it, people recognize it. Yeah. And so I, I do think it was really smart when she got her first headlining tour that this was a song that she included because it's that song. It's the song that made her Taylor Swift. Yeah. And it's, it's a fun track. I know we talked about it like in totality last time. It's three minutes, 35 seconds long, written by Taylor and Liz Rose. Very much the same like unrequited love themes that still carry on a lot into Fearless. And I do think that this song fits the Fearless era and worked really well with that tour. I have watched a lot of like tour music videos and stuff that people record it from the Fearless era. And I just... I love concert versions of all of these songs. And then this one had like a music video that was directed by Trey Fanjoy. It starred Tyler Hilton as Drew. It was a nominated um, music video. It received like number one streamed music video at the, like one of the first web hosted CMT (laughs) online awards. But it was unfortunately beat out by Sugarland Stay, which was also a very good music video. I remember seeing that music video at the time. But it was just like such a nostalgia like blast to like reread about this song again and be like, oh my God, like one of the first web hosted. Now like so much stuff is streamed and so much video content. And to think that it really wasn't that long ago that we were like, plugging our computer in and being like don't get on the phone i'm watching the cmt web hosted awards tonight like it's funny to me 
God, I remember those days where you like pick up the phone and just a screeching in your ear because somebody's yep. online. Yes. And then you have to reboot the whole thing because like the connections lot oh, would not go back to the, those days like whatsoever. Kids these days, they don't know how lucky they are. Yeah, on YouTube, it was released 13 years ago and has 159 million views. That is insane. Also, the fact that it was 13 years ago, is that a clue? Just look. Get the white powder out <laughs> and the red nose. <laughs> I'm painting it on as we speak. It's just I'm a, not getting my hopes up anymore. I've got my clown makeup right here. <laughs> But yeah, so that was just something like a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of contextualization of what was going on during the Fearless era, just to start off our actual discussion today. Our main first track from Fearless that we are talking about is Breathe, which was written by Taylor and Colby Calais for the Fearless album. It is the seventh track on the album. And when she went to re-record it for Fearless Taylor's version, she also brought Colby back to re-record it. The original version clocks in at four minutes and 21 seconds with the re-record coming in just one second shorter. I don't know why I find it so fascinating. So many of the re-records have like a one second less than the original, which makes me wonder if there is something that has changed with the recording process and how much like dead space you have to leave before the next track of like something's changed in the oh, way okay. that audio is mixing. I don't know enough about music to answer that I question feel like it's myself. too short to be an intentional thing it's probably just like a technical thing yeah it's fascinating to me as a yeah. person that notices patterns it could be like it's like actually only like 0.1 second off or something like that and it just throws the whole thing off yeah <laughs> i have a really funny memory of the song and it's funny because like a friend of mine texted me tonight and it like brought up remembering when i did this but i like there's a the line in this song about like i see your face in my mind as I drive away I remember leaving this really toxic friend like relationship thing and I like packed up all of my stuff because like we were doing something at a friend's house and I like packed up all of my stuff really hastily while they were doing something else and I got in my car and like, drove away and I still remember seeing them like in my rear view mirror being like why is she leaving because Irish goodbye it and for some reason I played this song like as I got onto the highway and I was just like I feel this it was like the first time and this was only like five years ago now but this is the first time I resonated with this song and then when the re-record came out, I was like, okay, yeah, I like, I finally understand the songs. I don't think I did when it was like originally out, but it's full of so many good lyrics. What are some of the lyrics from this track that like really stands out to both of you? Arzu, do you want to go first? Mine is the one, I don't know what to be without you around, because mm -hmm. I feel like I have had really close friendships like where you're picturing the rest of your life with that other person in the picture mm -hmm. and then it just it falls apart either through a fight or you just drift apart and it's like a breakup nobody ever gives you the space to process because it's just a friendship it's not a relationship and that's like other people's emphasis not mine so then you don't know what life is like when you can't talk to that person every day anymore because that's not really what your friendship is anymore and everything that you experienced together and everything you saw through the lens of your friendship doesn't exist anymore so you don't know how to be without the other person and that's what's, the, the promise of somebody else yeah and that's what's so fascinating about this track I think to me is the fact that so much of her music is about like unrequited love and romance and all of those kind of feelings but this is like I think the first really about friendship and friendships falling apart 
we get mm -hmm. some of that later on and some of her more recent music death by a thousand cuts comes to mind that's very much like a friendship breaking up song as well and i just think it's really i think it's interesting and i think it was a great place for her to start experimenting about singing songs about other kinds of relationships not just romantic and I know this I this song still gets used in a lot of like romantic like fan videos for like couples and like teen dramas and stuff like that. But I love that it really does resonate in terms of losing a friendship and then not really being I don't know, I don't want to say not having the same sort of weight given to it in terms of a breakup, but it fits that feeling so well. Like society doesn't give it the same weight, but it's very clear that like Taylor does that it it cuts deep. Yeah. Candace, for you, what is, how do you feel about the song? Like you were mentioning, it reminds me of another song that she recently, it was one of the bonus tracks. It wasn't right where you left me. It was the one that was also in it. Oh. Where it's time to leave kind of thing. Yes. That's it's time to, it's yeah. time to go. Yeah. You know yes. when it's time to go. She's like a twin from your dream. Mm -hmm. Like she wasn't a twin, like your sister, like you thought. Yeah. And it reminded me of that. But yeah, she talks about music starts playing like a, the end of a sad movie. Mm -hmm. She does that a lot. Like she brings up film and stuff like that. And as someone who's very much into pop culture, I'm always relating things back to TV and movies. Yes. That was definitely a lyric when I was re-listening to it. I was like, oh yeah, that reminds me of, I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think Coney Island also has something about film. Mm -hmm. like, And Exile has the, he's just my understudy, which has that same kind of like film theater vibes to it but I love the song and I'm a huge Colby Kelly fan loved her during this era and I think it was so smart of Taylor to go after her for this track and actually I read that she had initially wanted her to just sing like vocal backup which Taylor has a bad habit of doing like I love her but she does get really talented female singers and then put them in the backtrack and not let them like sing a duet or something like Exile or Coney Island where she lets like male singers do that so she initially had planned to do that with Colby Kelly but then when they were actually recording it it was more of a like both of them singing stuff which I thought was really neat and I hope that she does more of in the future their voices go well together mm -hmm. I was so happy when she came back for the re-record because there was a lot of like buzz I remember being like is she gonna come back is she gonna get like a new singer like is it gonna be like, a cover style but it was nice to have like that exact song yeah given new life now for the next track that we're talking about, it is going to be Superstar, which was included in the Fearless Platinum Edition. So nice segue there because we were talking about some bonus tracks. And so this was on the Fearless Platinum Edition and the track, which was written by Taylor and Liz Clarkson at 4 minutes and 21 seconds. It was subsequently included in the re-record and it's actually longer. It is 4 minutes and 23 seconds long. This is where the extra seconds went. Exactly. <laughs> they just got traded around. <laughs> yeah. So this is one that I am, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of it, but it's not one that like ever ends up on my like rotation. I actually mm -hmm. like when I listened to this, I was like, man, if this was like one of those, like name this song based off like the first couple of lyrics, I'd fail because it's just not one that ends up on my playlists or even on my shuffle. And it made me wonder if it was because it was on the Fearless Platinum Edition and I didn't really get into like bonus tracks and additions until a little bit later into my fanishness of Taylor Swift. So this was still relatively new to me when I later discovered it, I think probably on YouTube. So do either of you have a relationship at all with this song? Was it one that you used to listen to? Or is it something you've more recently discovered? 
I think I listened to it for the first time for this. Oh, wow. wow. Like I just, I don't know. I don't remember if what I have is the platinum edition, but I just, I listened to it once for this and then I'm, oh, this is why I never, I must've heard it once and just said, we don't need to revisit this because <laughs> it just, it sounds younger than the other songs. Oh so, yeah. This sounds very, like it would fit in very well on her debut album because it's like right now we see like with Fearless, she's starting to explore like more mature themes and things like that. Like Breathe is very reminiscent of like her more recent work. Mm -hmm. Whereas this feels very like young Taylor, unrequited crush of like, I'm in high school, he's older. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, you can almost apply this to like, I'm a teenager, he's like a world famous rock star. Like (laughs) with very little mental work required to get there. So it just didn't feel quite as relatable, I think as the other tracks, because we all... I think apply that kind of you're a rock star I'm in love with relationship to like any song we didn't need a song about About it yeah when I listened to this I was like what in the Wattpad is this (laughs) yes that is the energy like I (laughs) I'm gonna date myself Uh, I thought you were about to be like this is my favorite song I know I was I do love this song I do love this song because it feels like a time capsule okay it came out around the time when I was really getting into fandom. Like I had my own computer with like a good, not a dial up, but I was getting into the Wi-Fi and everything like that. I had a live journal and that's where I heard the song first. And it was like very much like you have the celebrity crushes when you, especially when you're like a preteen. And it just reminded me of that so much. Like you want to be seen also that feeling that like when you're 13. Yeah. See, my mentality granted I was a bit too old for this when this song came out but without this song I feel like I would take that exact mentality Candace like you want to be seen like you're just starting to get in and I would just apply it's like you belong with me yeah except it's like me and the celebrity crush du jour but I was just like 18 when that song came out so maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud but like let's be real who amongst us does not listen to Taylor Swift songs and imagine our celebrity crushes today falling in love with us. So like, I do not wish to be perceived. <laughs> I'm just saying I have a whole playlist dedicated to that. And 90% of it is Taylor Swift songs, but not this one does. Like you said, ours, you feel very young and maybe it's like attacking me a little bit, but it does have some really lovely prose that I did enjoy when I was re-listening to it. I really like the visual of morning loneliness comes around when I'm not dreaming about you, which as a daydreamer did come for me at the throat because I definitely used to daydream a lot. But yeah, this was definitely just not one of the ones that was on my like unrequited love pining vibes back in the day. That was me and Hey Steven and stuff like that. Not quite superstar, but I am happy to hear that Candace likes this one because when I was putting this list together, I was like, does anybody even like superstar? Is this like one that like, Somebody's going to be like, this is my favorite track. It's, yeah, it's not my favorite, but it just, it has that nostalgic which feel is to me. What's so that, fun with yeah. revisiting these tracks? It reminds me of being young, of being like a new teenager and having first crashes and exploring that side. Yeah, you're, and you're 100%. That's exactly yeah, what You're not wrong. Is. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. find out who it was about either. Taylor's apparently been very like, mom's the word on that one. So it's juicy, the story so behind this. I have so many questions. Taylor, if you're listening, let us As know. As you always are. I know. We know you listen every month. We promise we won't tell anyone if you tell us. Yes. You can just send it in like numerical code or something and like I'll crack it. Don't worry. Honestly, she could send a code and 
like the code for this one on the album is i'll never tell so, she's never gonna tell so don't she, tell us we won't tell we'll never tell we won't tell anyone when you said secret code i was like wait she already wrote a secret code she did and she said my lips are sealed i bet she's told joe joe <sighs> if you're listening as we know you we are promise, we won't tell everyone. anybody hello fellow pisces you want to tell us answer our daydream questions who was it i honestly couldn't even find theories about this there were like a few really yeah like i i guess the swifty saw i'll never tell and said we'll never find out we'll just we'll leave it be it's got to be something juicy it's it feels very myspace so i'm sure there's something out there 2007 so that was like when myspace was a really funny time to interact with bands I still remember interacting with some of my favorite like punk and emo bands on MySpace and like actually interacting with musicians. So it just for some reason like has that vibe to it for me. Yeah. So it's somewhere. We're gonna have to go to the internet archive and see what we can find. Taylor, just tell us. Save us the time. <laughs> Save us the time. I'm a very busy woman. I can't crack your crush, girl. Just tell me. But then like on the other side of the spectrum, we have come in with the rain which is another track from the platinum album and it comes in at three minutes and 58 seconds and the taylor's version is one second just to play with me i like the song i do genuinely love the song but i have a funny thing that i correlate it with that is is truly just a me thing candace did you watch torchwood i know you watched doctor who but did yeah. you watch torchwood do you remember the episode with the weird carnies that the whole thing was like they came from out of the rain I think so. Yeah, that it was that like, show the, fudged me up. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. But like my mom and I religiously quote that because every time a circus comes to town around here, it's raining when we come across it. Like a couple months back, like last October, we were going to a screening like up near the city, and when we came out of the screening, it had poured rain and was still pouring rain, and they were building a carnival across the street from the screening. And mind you, this was in the middle of a city. And so it just, it reminded me of that episode of Torchwood. So every time I see anything that's come in with the rain, that's all I, that's all I hear is. Add Pennywise in the sewer during a rainstorm. There exactly. You go. Like there's some weird correlations. I'm so sorry, Taylor. I do love the song. I love the lyrics in the song. But every time you say the words come in with the rain, I just, I picture like the clown that I am made because of Taylor Swift coming in from the rain. <laughs> like Full circle with the clowning. But I will say I do like the track or the lyric. I'll leave my window open because I'm too tired tonight for all of these games. There's a lot of really fun like secrecy and like fraught relationship vibes with the song that I think really lends itself to some of the other tracks on this album. It's not as young feeling as the song we just talked about with Superstar. It's a little bit more mature and it also has some of that like screaming and fighting and cursing in the rain like those vibes to it, which still feels very teenagery, but I think that the Taylor's version has a little bit more of a maturity, a little bit of a 7,000 feet look at this relationship in a lot of It really reminds me of like me personally, like my first grown up relationship that wasn't just like the cliche things. And it's just, you get exhausted when there's games being played and you're just tired and you're like, you don't want to give up on the relationship, but you're just tired of fighting for it at the same time. And it mm-hmm. does. It feels very exhausted. Yeah. Close to giving up, but holding on by a Still thread. Still holding on. Yes. 
it's something that's so relatable of being tired, not wanting to give up something that's familiar. Yeah. I really like it when it rains. So to me, all of the rain imagery felt very cozy, <laughs> which I think softened the song as a whole. So like, can't mm. like, it felt exhausting. I'm like, these kids will work it out. They'll be fine. <laughs> it's raining. How bad could it be? Like, I'm just be okay. like, okay, so you're like 20. Move on, Taylor. <laughs> if like, it's this much it work, out. they'll break up. On. They won't break up. They'll be okay. It's very like... One Tree Hill, OC, teenage, getting into college age, like angsty vibes in the relationships. Yes, it feels she had some drama and it's fun at first because that's what you think that love's supposed to be is built of drama. And then you're like, no, this is stupid. I'm tired. I want to go home. I want to go to sleep. I'm willing to at least leave the window open, but you're going to have to do the work and come through the window. Yes, climb my lattice and climb in through my window. My, my. Which, pairing that with our Pennywise comment, I don't want to keep my window open. Yeah, mm-hmm. also, having rain come through your window will make it very musty in your room, mildewy, which is not good. I, I was going to say, local Florida woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let local me tell Florida you. woman says, keep your windows shut. Also, Bucky does not like the song at all. Bucky's like, leave him in the rain to suffer. Yeah. The worst fate anybody could experience. (laughs) My dog is like, get wet? Jeez, she hates him. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Arzy's over here saying it's cozy. And my dog's like, she's crazy. I love when it rains. He heard cozy and he's like, crazy? (laughs) Like, she is crazy. Uh, With that crazy addendum there, we have reached the end of the episode. Do either of you have any thoughts, comments, theories ideas of what's to come taylor you have our wish list we know you're listening reputation 1989 and lover taylor's version when thank you very much yes and tell us who and tell us who superstar is about give us a scavenger hunt i don't care give us like a wordle puzzle sudoku i don't care just give us something so we can like get a date down that's all i'm asking you can play your games. Just give us the game to play with. Exactly. Like, don't, I don't like to be left waiting. I feel like I'm talking like a hostage negotiator. <laughs> Taylor, you have to let us know. We just need this information. We're losing our minds here. And I know you do like when we have crazy theories, but like, just tell us something. Give us a clue. If, it's, if it has to be the five holes in the fence again, do it. For our sanity, do it. Do it. And give us a new music video and let it be Getaway Car. With Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Imagine the power move. It would be so funny if she had him and his fiance in it. Yes. Aww. And then her and Joe in it too. Yes. Like I imagine. That. They're all <laughs> actors, so it's perfect. This is true. Imagine the power move that would be like it would totally flip so many narratives do it taylor what if it's joe and tom's fiance and taylor directs it again power move taylor we are giving you these ideas for free i know she wants to work with women directors and she said it's like she's trying to get more women behind the scenes we're here for you exactly with our luck it'll be like her and ryan and blake lightly that'll be what we end up with 
Look, no offense to either of them, but our idea is better. Yes. I'm picturing Ryan playing Deadpool in the music video for some reason. <laughs> Definitely like, not. Like, you said a superhero. Definitely not. Nuh-uh. I don't want this. <laughs> Deadpool in the Superman song music video. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Superman <laughs> flew away. Oh, gosh. Even though I can't wait to talk about that one, because is that by her, about her father or her lover? <laughs> Oh gosh. This is bad vibes all around. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ours is like, I would like to not be perceived any longer. I would like to be excluded from this narrative. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of the Sim 4 news, Maggie. Oh god. That's a conversation for offline. Yeah. Okay. Thank you both for joining us today <laughs> for this absolute chaos that this episode has from start to finish has just been tangents. But honestly, I think that's what makes Starbucks lovers so much fun because we just enjoy talking about Taylor Swift and like all things Swift and like having a little bit of chaos it makes it like neat but you have been listening to Starbucks lovers a Taylor Swift podcast on Geeky Waffle thank you so much for listening and for coming back every month for the chaos that is the show <laughs> you can follow me over at the town and you can follow the podcast over at Taylor Swift pod Candice please tell the kind folks where they can find you as well as the Geeky Waffle Network you can find me at Candace is a Geek, and you can find the Geeky Waffle at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, and the Geeky Waffle everywhere else on social media. Excellent. And Arzu, where can the fine folks find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Arzu Amin, and as of this week, you can find Space Waffles on Twitter at Space Waffles Pod. I caved and made it its own account. Been over well, a year, Arzu. It was a lot of bullying, but I yes. finally... I was like, Arzu, I've been bugging Arzu about it forever. Yeah. I have come to the conclusion that if I schedule a time to send a tweet from that account every day, or just leave a note to send at least one tweet from that account every day, then it'll be okay. I'm just afraid of managing two Twitter accounts, but so far, so good. We've had Obi-Wan content. We've had Ben Solo content. I don't think anybody's surprised. So yes, at Arzu Amin and at Space Waffles Pod. Excellent. Me. Excellent. And next month is going to be That's When We Were Happy. Bye bye, baby. Very excited for those.